All right, I'm going to turn that down. Welcome everyone to Conversations with Titar and Tiffany. We are a black girl and a white girl talking about black girl and white girl stuff. And for today's show, episode, whatever you want to call it, we want to talk about <laughs> the COVID vaccine. The COVID vaccine, because there are a lot of um, people, and I am generalizing here, but black people that are anti-vaccine. And um, I would believe that they have good reason around that. So Tita and I, like we always do, start to have a conversation about it. So we want to bring the conversation to you. Um, there was a post that I was looking at on Instagram that was talking about, um, have you got it up? Do you want to share it? Um, sure. It was talking about, well, you shared it with me and it was like, I need politicians to stop saying the black community doesn't trust our vaccine and start saying we have a history of medically abusing black people. Thus we have, thus we violated their trust. So a lot of, um, again, disclaimer, Titar and I are not historians. We are not by any stretch of nation, uh, a nation, any stretch of an imagination, um, experts in anything around, um, uh, equity, inclusion, anti-racism. We're literally just a black girl and a white girl that have these conversations. We want to bring that conversation to the forefront so you too can feel um, more connected, uh, more a part of the conversation, have the conversations yourself so you can become better educated. We believe when you have a conversation, you become, become more um, empathetic, more open-minded, more educated. So... Yeah, absolutely. A lot of, um, there's been a history where um, a lot of medical tests um, were carried out on black people like they do with animals, right? And so black people generally have a lot of hesitation around um, the medical industry, but also vaccines. And so there may be a lot of, a lot of black people out there um, that will opt or not want to have the vaccine. And I think it's really important to bring that to light to people that are very vac pro vaccine or believe that we should all have vaccines to get rid of COVID, blah, 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 blah. Um, I have certain opinions around the vaccine, just from me personally, um, as, as a white woman, as an Australian woman, um, as a woman of privilege. Um, but we'll go into that a little bit more later. I think that will come into the conversation so when Tita and I were talking about it she sent me this amazing um uh study right mm -hmm. that we want to talk about so Tita it was sent to you from someone that you know so you want to share a little bit more about it yeah so um I have a friend who's a um, physician in public health in Washington DC and um the so the different organizations or institutions that did the study it's called coronavirus vaccine hesitancy in black and latinx communities right and it was actually just conducted in fall 2020 so very new and the only right now more um robust robust and in detail um study on um, black and latinx latinx right so, like, yeah latinx, latinx latinx latino I don't know, but it's spelled L-A-T-I-N-X. <laughs> so if I'm wrong, please correct me. But anyways, in those communities. Um, and so when 
so let's go. Tiffany kind of explained a little bit of um, a lot of times you're hearing politicians or the narrative be like um, that the blacks or people of color just doesn't trust the vaccinations. Well, if individuals don't are not aware of the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, which was supposed to be a vaccination, right, um, to help. Well, instead, it was like the syphilis was was injected in to be able to see um, what it would do, right? And how folks would respond to certain different things, the black folks would respond to it. And once that came out, I mean, obviously, are you gonna just, with anybody, if you got injected with something else that you thought you were getting protected against, are you gonna trust to try to go get some sort of protection? Are you gonna trust to try to go get some sort of vaccination? So And that- let me let me just add to that because I know I feel I think some people are gonna go, but often vaccine vaccination includes the virus itself. That's not what this was, right? It wasn't a vaccination that included the virus. It was actually they were getting our understanding is that they were getting very pers- purposely injected with it to see what the different right. reactions right. were. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Because, <clears throat> yes. like, yeah, the flu has the um, virus. Flu virus, right? yeah. But yes, and even though that I had problems with the flu shot, but <laughs> but because of there, it is a virus too, right? So, um, so anyway, to move forward, this report was really good because really at the end of the day, when they did their studies, um, the numbers were really, really low for Blacks and Latinx about the efficacy or trusting the FDA. What I found interesting was it's all about messaging, right? And so and it's all about acknowledging messaging. So Dr. Fauci is the person that a lot of the Blacks trust the most to talk about any vaccination. But that's also because Dr. Fauci have been able to articulate the problem that has happened in historically in black communities and um, even like the Mexicans in uh, California, where I think 200,000 of them were <laughs> sterilized, right? And not realizing that they're getting sterilized. So mm-hmm. he was able to acknowledge that these things have transpired on America's soil. And so I think because he's able to acknowledge that and understand the frustrations around that and understand, um, you know, the mistrust and so forth, that that's why when they did these studies, they love the, the Blacks and the um, Latinos in the communities trusted what he had to say over any FDA, any government. Um, and then I don't know why they, I thought it was interesting. They said the Trump administration was like very, very low. <laughs> like, <laughs> didn't trust the Trump administration at all. But he was high, like for Blacks, out of over, a little bit over a thousand um, people that they polled, 53% of them trusted Dr. Fauci, 29% of them trusted the FDA, and 27% trusted pharmacies, clinics, and then 19%, you know, drug companies, and then the Trump was 4%. Now, with the Latino, Latino company, um, 
they kind of differ a little bit, like where they are trusting more of um, the FDA and the pharmaceutical companies and drugs company. But I also think it's also because I think blacks have been um, more oppressed in so many other regards besides just this type of scenario that it's just really hard, I think, anyways, for blacks to just kind of trust anything that the government, you know, puts out. But I think also something else to point is um, <clears throat> there's there was this, you know, report that was out about um, the the distrust or mistrust, you know, but then it's also because they want the black communities to understand that there are there are institutions and organizations that are for equality that are behind like all this you know and want you to understand that people are putting um measures in place <clears throat> to ensure that the vaccination vaccination is safe like this e efficacy and so we want you to be able to take the vaccination. We want you to feel comfortable taking a vaccination. And so I think that this um, report has really been circling around physicians and doctors, but he told me I could share it because I asked, because I didn't know if it was just like some internal. Okay. And just to confirm, we can put it in our show notes, right? Yes, I can put it in our show notes. So, but at the end of the day, what they wanted to do was be able to sh share to, um, you know, physicians, healthcare workers, and so forth, and be like, I understand why. Yes. This is why black people and people of color are vaccine hesitant. And for policymakers and stuff, right? And so, but they, basically they're saying it's, it's in the messaging, you know, and it's, um, it's, it's, it's always the intentions behind the messaging. Um, like, for instance, there was something that they said really good here. Um, Says efforts. To, so, in conclusion, this research has revealed key learnings that policymakers and health officials should leverage to ensure effective vaccine vaccine uptake in the Black community. Efforts to promote vaccine uptake in the Black community must directly confront and address the deep historical traumas that have created high levels of distrust in the COVID nineteen vaccine and the government and healthcare system overall. You know, transparency transparency seems the key to trust is the trust building. So transparency is a trust building. So yes, I mean, of course we all, to anybody, we don't really know the long-term still of the vaccination. Right now, the efficacy seems to be okay. But like my friend, the physician said, I mean, not okay, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they have, I guess, working vaccination, right? But I asked him like, how many years does it really, really take yeah. for you all to know the <clears throat> efficacy of a vaccination. Exactly. And he says, to be real, it could be between really three and four years, right? But yes, I know there's more technology and I know that I don't know what the similarities as close as this vaccination to maybe some of the similarities in the flus, which could help the efficacy. I don't know all that stuff, of course not. But, um, but at the end of the day, working up to just, distribution of the COVID-19 vaccination. They want messaging that's clear, transparency, building trust, acknowledging historical trauma behind um, vaccinations. And, um, you know, that would prevent black people to not get the vaccination, which 
in turn could be more of a um, you know problematic in in the black community than whereas if they did get the vaccination. Um, so, but yes, we'll put the we'll put yeah. the, this in there because there's so much good information here, and I, I think mean, it's so important to bring up. But. Yeah, like in, an example of this uh, report that we're talking about. So they've they've um, they've surveyed us a, a pocket of people, which is what generally um, surveys and stats are from anyway. But it is interesting. So um, <clears throat> trust in vaccine safety: fourteen percent of Black Americans, thirty-four percent of Latinx Americans. Uh, trust in vaccine effectiveness, 18% of black Americans, 40% of Latinx, Latinx. I'm sorry, we're not saying this properly. I don't know how to say it. I normally say Latino or Latina um, Americans. Trust in culturally specific testing and safety, 28% of black Americans and 40% of, right, so of Latinx. So you can see that it's it's low and there's not, there's not a comparison against white people, but I would imagine, I'm assuming that that would be a lot higher for sure. Um, there's some really interesting stats in here. Um, and, and then there's that, the flip side too, um, of the mm-hmm. narrative that was pushed out from, I don't know who I wish I, you know, I have to find that article cause I think it'd be important to put that in there too. But do you recall um, a few weeks ago when it was the doctors, these doctors that had a, um, I don't know if it was like some sort of panel event or whatever, but the narratives was pushed out for blacks to not get the vaccination, to not Um, trust it. mm -hmm. But it wasn't, I mean, it's not these, it's not, and I, okay, so I believe they're part of the, from what I understood, I don't know, but something <laughs> to do with the Trump administration um, telling the black people don't trust this vaccination. So then what's unfortunate though, right? Because if you oh. have dared of being pushed out, people like me and black folks in my circle, we know how to critically think, right? We can go do some research and we can really figure out. Whereas I'm more concerned of my older generation of you know people who might not be aware of the fake news or the narrative to right. in, in to to put out fear because it's because if you don't get the vaccination and if it's a, if it's a vaccination that truly will prevent you from getting the virus then why are you you have to kind of think like well why are you telling us then not to get the vaccination so are you telling us you want us to get coronavirus so that we can die from the disease you know what i'm saying so yeah and so that so then there's all you know so then there's all this information that's just thrown out there so i think this report really is trying to focus on tapping into bona fide you know healthcare workers and um agencies and physicians who have those one-on-one relationships and connections to have the real conversation with your black patient. I think that, I mean, it's such an individual choice, right? Like, and, and groups and and social culturally groups of people are going to sway uh, generally in very specific ways, what, whatever that is like the more you can educate yourself on 
past vaccine vaccine histories, COVID, um, current testing, those sorts of things, the better. But the truth is, as you know, an everyday person that's not in the medical industry, we just we don't know, and it depends on what information you consume as well. For me, my perspective is I am not going to rush into taking the vaccine, and there's a, there's a number of reasons around that. One, I listened to um, uh, a doctor speak about it when I was in Australia, talk about the vaccine, and talk about that generally to um, understand the side effects, right, and um, the lethality, so you could die of it, of a vaccine, takes years. There's, a, there's certain processes, there's one to four process that they, that they take people through over time, over a certain amount of people, so on and so forth. So um, what he was saying is because the, um, the probability and the probability of getting COVID was so much higher than um, a side effect or a death of taking the vaccine that mm. they're, they're out there. They're, it's the odds, right? They're outweighing the odds. So therefore they're like, the odds are higher of you getting COVID, COVID. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, over a side effect or dying of um, the, the vaccine. vaccine. So, mm. you know, one in 10 could die of the vaccine, you know, one in five can die of COVID. I'm like, well, what if I'm the one in 10 from the vaccine? No, thank you. I, I won't, I won't take that because I'm young, I'm healthy. The likelihood of me dying from me personally, me dying from COVID is very, very small. Right. So that's me. That's a personal decision. But other things that come into play is, you know, if I want to go back to Australia in the next year, it, it will be, I will not be able to get back into Australia without a vaccine right so then that becomes a personal choice for me do i want to go home and see my family or do i want to wait it out what i know so far in australia is that they have bought into um the oxford trials so they've bought into the um uk oxford um vaccination Mm -hmm. australia will wait they will wait and see how it's affecting other countries before they start to administer it to Australians, which will be free, by the way. And I don't know if it will be um, mandatory, but it probably will be knowing Australia. So go ahead. Oh, but right now, their antidote to not bringing the virus in more is if you come in, then you have to be vaccination. Vaccinated is out of hearing. Like they're not forcing their people. No, right now that they're, they're not saying we have a vaccine. They're, okay. Because they, they, they don't, they're not seeing that it's a valid vaccine, right? So they're right. seeing what America's doing. They're going to see what the UK is doing. They're going right. to see, okay. right? They're going to wait and see. But our borders are closed then. But too. our borders, wow. Australian borders are closed. You know, there was just an outbreak of 12 people or something and they shut all the, the specific borders off to, we can do it. We're a big continent. We're an island, right? It's easier to, right. to, to do and control and we're a smaller population, but they're very strict on it. So the, the regulations are different in Australia. They, they got onto the vaccine very, very early, um, but they're not going to administer it to their people. Like I was shocked when I started to see, you know, people that I know yeah. getting the vaccine already. I'm like, I'm not uh, jump. Uh, me personally, no. No. Well, also because, you know, I also know someone who 
know someone and then the person I know I'm, I actually know very well so it's not just you know sometimes it's just hearsay yeah who so I'm very connected to this person who has um a good friend who does who's who's a physician in the biological developing vaccinations and creating you know medicines or whatever I don't know what the terminology is and so they asked that individual what do you really think of these vaccinations are you willing to go ahead and get vaccinated and she they were like basically i'm saying in my teaser way but they were like hell no oh all right hell no so so they were a medical medical worker they work in biomedical wow lab lab places right so i'm not you know (laughs) I don't want nobody because I'm just saying that was their perspective and that was their that was where they stand right now with this. So, but like this person I'm really connected to, we were saying, but the thing is that they say that this vaccination, you know, like any vaccination, a lot of times is like they need 80% at least to be vaccinated. Well, I could just choose to be the 20% then. And then if I need to just wear a mask. mask. To next two years. I don't, I mean, because I really, I, I do, I, I know my body. I have, you know, some blood. I mean, you know, I have some different things, right? I have, yeah. like, I have to be careful of what I put in my body. And when I got the flu yes, shot, I had, um, I had, you know, um, side effects from that. And I have never had really side effects from a flu shot before. But, you know, I don't take the flu shot. I don't get, I rarely get the flu. So I know you've got more pre. Yeah. But I, but but I hadn't really done it in a long time. So I decided to do it um, just so I can, you know, make sure that I don't get it. And it takes me under, under, but I even had problems with that. So, and even like Leslie knows about some of the challenges I had from the flu shot. And she was like, I don't know. Then that means you probably have to be really careful to get the COVID shot. So and just to be clear, for me personally, I'm not I'm not anti-vax right. vaccine. At, I'm I'm not. No. Um, I will take it once I'm like pretty damn sure that there's no. I'm not going to grow a third leg in two years <laughs> or three years time or <laughs> mutate. Because the other thing about COVID <laughs> is that off your chest. <laughs> it's a, it, it's an, it, it does mutate. Like it keeps changing and transforming. That's yeah. the other thing that doctor was saying that it's very hard to vaccinate something against a mutating virus that keeps changing and That's evolving. Why. And right. That's so about the flu strands every year like they i don't I, and, and they made me think about that like well how do they even know because every year you have to get a flu shot and this is yeah. the different strands of the flu I do, uh, you know i rarely get the flu so i'm uh, yes there are different strands of the flu and it changes all the time look if you're a bio expert or a doctor or uh, you know a frontline worker okay. or have an opinion on this we're you know again we welcome you into the conversation we will have this again because we're just we're just you know full disclaimer we're just two women having this conversation but i feel like you know these are the conversations that a lot of people are having and so the more you can educate yourself and you know from both sides and really see what's happening right like i was having a conversation with friends the other day about it that are 
a pro vaccine. They're like, but they've been testing this kind of thing for years, not against COVID, but they've been making vaccine ready like this for years. I'm like, that's fine, but I'm just not going to be an early adopter of it if I have a choice. Yeah, so. I heard that they, yeah, you hear that they are, and then you hear that they aren't. It's just, it's just really, and we don't know. We just, just don't know. Are when you know you have these whole things about, um, you know, America is really focused on free. What, what are they freedom saying? of speech freedom of speech well or it's a free country what they say it's a i'm free you know like you see these videos of these folks who don't want to wear their mask in costco and you know and costco is a private entity and the reason why they want everyone to wear a mask is because we no one knows who has the symptoms who could be you know asystematic whatever so when you people i think get free mixed up with responsibility as a citizen wearing a mask is the response be you're being a responsible citizen no one's taking your freedom away and this is how this is so which can help not spread right but but this is the point i want to make because i think that unfortunately because our country is focused on so much free this freedom of speech and i can i'm free i can behave this way is that then that's when all the narratives and things get so muddled, mm -hmm. muddled and so confusing, right? So then people don't even know which direction to take. Whereas when you look at some of these other countries like Australia and Colombia and so forth, I mean, more than not, yes, they have, their country is not like, you know, they have free, they're free. They can travel and roam around, but I'm just saying, cause you know, <laughs> that <laughs> Because they can travel and roam around. Yes. Because I'm trying to paint. I'm trying to paint a picture. Because no, but the people are listening can't see me, right? See me like we're not a not a not a communist country. It's a yeah, liberated a country. country. Freedom yes. of speech is a yeah. part of the. Yes. Not we don't. But have the they're but more respectful of the situation, and they're more respectful of understanding that. Oh my God, we all have to be all in and try to figure out how to 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 minimize the spread whereas i see in america it's not like that and so my this is what i say to folks okay so you're gonna have a gathering of x amount of people and now the it's not one in 15 it's closing like one in five right you're at this gathering um you're being irresponsible if you're having a huge gathering you're getting together um the risk is greater where someone will you know uh they'll they'll um contract <laughs> huh Con contract it yeah say. contract it um and then and or could you know potentially end up in the hospital and die well this is what i say okay so if you were to walk across a street a busy street without looking both ways your chances of getting hit is very, very highly, and you might die. So you're responsible to look both ways before you cross the street because you don't want to get hit. But you're still free, but you're being responsible to look both across. They didn't say you can't go across the street. You're free to go across the street, but if you don't want to get hit or potentially die, then look both ways before you go across the street. It's the same thing with wearing a mask. 
If you want to go out and about and be, be responsible about it. Otherwise, let me see all you folks who say, I'm free, I'm free, I don't want to wear a mask. I want to see you go rock across I-4 here is very busy. Just go walk across I-4 and don't look both ways. And let me tell you, if we ever will see you alive again. Well, it's also, yes. That's I'm sorry. Because people, people don't, they're, they're so stuck tunnelly that they don't look at the bigger picture. And then they'll be like, oh, you're right. I would look both ways before I cross the street. Otherwise, I will risk getting hurt. Well, here's the thing. Yes. So... Sorry. Two, two things. One thing, don't say sorry, because I feel like we need, we need to name, we need to have a name for a T-tar um, moment, the T-tar moment. We'll call it that for now, because I love it. Um, so never apologize. But the other thing is around the, the, the look both ways, right across the street, I'm free, I can look both ways. The, the trouble I have now is people are only thinking about themselves. Yes! Can I say the number one chronic disease in America, at least because I live in America, so I, I can't speak for other countries, but in America is, you want to know what the number one chronic disease is? What? Selfishness. <laughs> because, wait, I'm, I'm sorry, we can go on and on because this is the thing, you know, I went through a medical challenge this year and the reason why my- Last year, last year. Well, I mean, last year, woo! <laughs> Yes, last year, because we ain't claiming it this year. The reason why my treatments got, I really think that I could have had some healing a lot sooner. I know I could have. But the reason why I couldn't is because of COVID. So when these folks are talking about they're free and stuff and can go do this and go do that, but they're risking um, catching it themselves and they're putting other people at risk, there's people who are being responsible who can't even get the care that they need because you decide to be irresponsible and then you're taking priority to get help and leaving the folks who are trying to do the right thing not to receive the care that they need. That is being selfish. So, and not only that, when you decide to go do whatever you want without wearing a mask, without being responsible, do you know that a lot of times these healthcare workers don't even see their families because they don't want to expose them. So you're doing whatever you want to do. And then when you end up hospitalized, you're expecting the best care possible. What if they were to say, you know what? Since you decided you just want to be irresponsible, I'm not going to give care to you. So you can just go over in the corner and you can just suffocate and die. You would have a fit. You would be like, oh my God, I'm being... You know, whatever, you would have a fit. You wouldn't go, you wouldn't go for it. You go on your live, you would be telling that they're killing me over here, blah, blah, blah. But you forgot what the number one thing is for you to even get there. I'm not saying there's people who unfortunately do get the coronavirus, you know, they're essential workers and there's people who are trying to be very responsible and it happens. I'm talking about for the folks who are talking about they're free and they don't want to wear a mask and they're marching through Targets and Costco talking about no mask. I'm talking about those people. So I just want to make sure I put that out there first, right? Yeah. So anyway, so, but that's my point. Like they don't think about further down the road of what no, they're, they're thinking about. Yeah, yeah, they're thinking think about, yes. about themselves. And I want to add to that. Um, so I was in that tea moment, so go ahead. I was a tea time moment. <laughs> Another one. Good. That's three today? Yes. Two, three. Um, I want to add to that 
is, I agree with you, and maybe their perspective, well, obviously their perspective is different to ours, right? So that's fine. What I find really interesting is that I know people that have taken extreme care, like barely leave the house, go wash their hands, right? Um, wear the mask, order in, you know, all those sorts of things that have gotten COVID. Right. No, it happens. You're right. It can happen. So, you know, anyway. I, I, I That's why I just did my disclaimer, like the people who are being irresponsible. Yeah. But those people that, are, that we claim as being irresponsible are probably like, well, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. Anyone's going to get it because there's people that are being responsible and still getting it anyway. You know what I mean? But anyway, I'm not in their heads. I don't know. We have our opinion. I'm actually really tired of all the judgment, like do this, don't do this, do that, don't do that. Like it's, it's, it's exhausting. Like I'm, I'm judgment exhausted, exhausted. I'm judging. If you out there oh. first and kicking it and she's, very, she's definitely and judging. I'm, you, judging. You I'm, I'm judging. You were definitely judging. And, and <laughs> you are free. You are free to judge. You are right, free right. To judge. Right. I think because what I experienced last year going through my health stuff, it, it really put a damper in my healing. Yeah. And so I think it's, and so when I see folks just want to be irresponsible and not care, it, it really hurts, right? Because I, because of you deciding to do that, I have to reap your irresponsibility to prolong what I may need from the healthcare system or prolong where I can't go out. I'm in a bubble because it's, it's just, is just out there because so yeah cause, yeah because if i catch it i'm i'm young and stuff but because of underlying you know just because of challenges that i have now health-wise although i'm healthy i'm doing well doing really really well but at the especially last year if i caught it i probably would have had problems with it yeah like i wanted to get on a plane and come and see you last year and i couldn't because the risk was too. I know. I was like, no. If you, if she hadn't have had, if you hadn't have had the health conditions that you had, I probably would have. Well, I don't know actually if I would have risked it, risked it because I've got an opportunity to get on a plane right now in the next month, and I'm like, I don't want to. Not now, the surge and the holidays. Yeah. yeah. But, but the, I mean, I know this is, but this is all part of COVID because the thing about it is, I think I know we kind of start talking about it if we were start vaccination but i think this is the thing too though kind of bringing it all together is yes of course at the end of the day i i i don't want anyone to have to deal with this virus right or anyone to have to deal with um this type of virus that just can wipe us out but my challenge is because also since i feel like selfishness is one of the most chronic the chronic disease now people are like oh yeah great see we have vaccination and then like what about the next time because we really saw human behaviors the reason why it spread it so much here though in america is because of human behaviors right the virus doesn't Poor leadership 
that too, no coordinated feral response to anything. Um, and yes, that plays heavily mm -hmm. <laughs> to it. <laughs> but still, yes, human behavior. So what about the next time there's something that happens? Um, are folks just going to be like, oh, they'll just do vaccination or they'll just do something, so we'll be fine, okay. So I, I just, I don't know. I, we don't I, know. We don't know. Let's not future trip. Let's not. <laughs> no, but I think that's, what I'm trying to say is false. There, there could be false hope in reality instead of, because I'm just, what I'm saying is people just really need to take a step back and try to figure out what it truly means to be a human. What, what does humanity really mean? It's like, why are we here? So why can't we work for the greater good of all, right? So that means being responsible. So I don't, so you know how like you throw something at a problem instead of solving it? The vaccination is, is it's solving a situation, but I feel like the reason why it's so much faster than like other vaccinations for diseases is because people are not sitting their behinds down. So then they're like, oh my God, we need to have something to eradicate this or to stop this. Yeah, there's an urgency to it. There's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. I don't want folks to be like, oh, that's how we just can continue to do it. We just, we can just throw something at it. They'll figure out something. So I'll just keep doing stuff that might not be the best, but right. it'll get fixed. Right. Okay, let's wrap it up. Where? All right. Where? Where? Let's wrap it up because, um, yeah, because I, I don't want to have any more Tita moments <laughs> on this because I just, this whole COVID thing. <laughs> Girl. Tell them <laughs> I mean, where they can I, find us. I know I can't control. I know, I know. I've been told. I've been told by people close to me. I know I can't control other people's behavior. So I, I, so I, don't, I don't put the, in, I, so I, I try not to put the energy into that. So I understand that I can't control them. And that's why I actually got off Facebook. I mean, A, I had to really just put the energy into my, my healing, but I just seen all that just really bothered me. So I had to get off, especially when I was home bedridden and seeing people just kind of. <clears throat> the only thing you can control is you, your emotions, the way you show up. Exactly. And that's why I said, forget you, Facebook. You can have them. Okay. How can I, speaking, of, speaking of Facebook, which we are on right now, um, and YouTube and Instagram, where and how can peeps find us? Well, first of all, y'all needs to like um, the Facebook page because we have not done, we decided to do a Facebook page, but we haven't done anything with it. And I think, so if you are not liking us, then you're not. Like us. Please like us. Please like us on our Facebook yeah. page. Conversations yeah. with Peter and Tiffany. Yes. So that's one thing to do is please like us. <laughs> and where you can find us um, at blackgirlwhitegirlconversations.com. And if you go to that website, you can get to our YouTube channel or you can get to our anchor that has um, links to iTunes, Spotify, um, I think Google um, Podcasts, whatever. It's all of the stuff, all the all things, the all the, the way you want to listen to us. And then, um, and then our IG is a black girl, a white girl and, um, YouTube, 
YouTube, you have to search for us because we don't have our special URL. We're stuck at 81. Can we please get to 100 so we can have a special URL for you? A vanity yes. URL? Yes. We need a vanity URL. And if, oh, and if you realize, Tiffany got me this nice t-shirt that says blackity black, 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 blackity black. Because Tita says that about herself all the time, so I made her that little... And then it has hashtag um, a black girl and a white girl. So stay tuned because we have some shirts that we are. And if you like that shirt, let us know. We can organize it for you. Yes. All right. Thank you, everyone. Like us, follow us, share us. If you got um, anything out of this at all, if you've got something that you agree with or disagree with, let us know. We are open to feedback and conversation. This is what it's about. Um, just opening our eyes and our ears and our hearts to make a better world. Thanks, everyone. Bye.